0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day Savings, happening now at The Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Walt Disney Studios has some pretty steep demands for movie theaters wanting to show Star Wars The Last Jedi. How do movie theater economics work? I'm Jonathan Strickland, and this is Tech Stuff Daily. When it comes to accounting, very few businesses are as opaque as the entertainment industry. You've probably heard tales of blockbuster films packing in a seemingly endless series of sold-out houses, only to show a financial loss on paper. Things are slightly less mysterious on the movie theater side of the equation, but it's still a tiny bit confusing— The Mouse House is about to put the squeeze on movie theaters, perhaps even removing the incentive for smaller theaters from even carrying the next Star Wars film. First, Disney is demanding a 65% cut of ticket sales. This is pretty high. The average split between movie studios and theaters tends to be between 40 to 55%, according to the Wall Street Journal. Really big hits, ones that are most likely to pull in lots of crowds, may tip the scales at 60% share for the studio. Disney wants a bigger slice of the pie in return for granting theaters the honor of showing The Last Jedi. But that's just the start of Disney's demands. The studio also wants theaters to promise to show the next Star Wars movie in the largest auditorium spaces for at least four weeks. So if your local movie Megaplex has an auditorium that's larger than the others, that's where Star Wars will live for a month. If a theater doesn't play ball, that 65% take of the ticket sales jumps up to 70%. There are other requirements that go along with these, including Disney's demand that all marketing materials for the film must be held back until Disney gives the all clear. You could say that the studio is trying to control the experience as much as possible to make it ideal for the audience, but it's definitely rubbing some theaters the wrong way. It's particularly tough on smaller movie houses in less populated markets. A four-week obligation to show the same film in the largest house could lead to lost revenues for a small theater that only has a few screens. That could prompt some theaters to skip Star Wars completely, and the Star Wars fans who live in those areas may find that they have to travel far, far away to catch the flick. So this leads us to a question. What are the economics of running a movie theater? How do theaters make money? These days, there are three main sources of revenue for movie theaters. One is ticket sales. You may have heard that ticket prices outpace inflation. According to Box Office Mojo's figures, that's not always the case. It sometimes is. There are stretches during which the ticket prices have surged ahead of inflation. But sometimes buying a movie ticket is a comparative bargain, taking inflation into account at any rate. Back in 1924, a ticket to the moving pictures would set you back a single shiny quarter. In today's money, that's about $3.57. So if you wanted to see the Seahawk during its initial run, it would set you back less than 4 bucks. But let's take a big leap to 1967, when a movie ticket cost $1.20. Adjusting that for inflation, it would cost you about $9 today. In some markets, that's still a bargain. Here in Atlanta, an adult ticket to a first-run movie, I'm using Thor Ragnarok as the linchpin here, it would set you back $15.40. The average ticket price in the United States, according to the National Association of Theater Owners, is $8.84. So in 1967, the average price for a ticket required more purchasing power than the average price in 2017, though both of those figures are almost half of what it would cost me to see a movie, dag Movie theaters get to keep a percentage of those ticket sales, and the rest goes to the movie studios. So that's the first source of revenue for movie theaters. The next big source is one anyone who has gone to the movies is familiar with. Concessions. It's no secret that theaters make incredible bank on selling cheap snacks for comparatively high prices. One estimate I saw said a theater makes 90 cents for every dollar spent on popcorn. A 90% profit margin is pretty darned impressive. Soft drinks are another big source of revenue, though the actual figures aren't public information since big companies like Coca-Cola strike deals with movie theater chains. You probably heard that theaters make more money on concessions than ticket sales. That's absolutely true. The third big source of revenue for movie theaters is advertising. This has caused some friction among the movie going public. Some people have even brought lawsuits against movie theater chains, arguing that the start times advertised for films don't indicate when a movie actually begins, but rather when commercials start. Advertising companies pay handsomely for that screen time. Having a captive audience staring at a big screen is worth a lot. We're talking maybe $50,000 per year per theater for some of these deals. Make enough of those deals, and that turns into some serious cash. That being said, movie theaters have overhead that eats into revenue. That includes paying utilities, taxes, fees on space, and employee salaries. If Disney's move is a sign of things to come, will that mean higher ticket prices? Not necessarily. But it might mean you'll see more ads in theaters. And that concession combo could set you back a bit more. There's no business like it. No business I know. That's all for today. To learn more about movie tech as well as all other technology topics, tune in to the Tech Stuff podcast. Each episode is a deep dive on a particular subject, including some of the most influential companies and people in tech today. I'll see you again soon.